Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Dave Glover Show with Dave, Rachel, and Kevin. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring Outlet, the flooring experts. I got floor.com. Welcome back, DGS and Camo X. Well, we sold our very first DGS shirt for Operation Food Search. Captain Reverend Roger Brand is the first to get the DGS shirt. Thank you, my friend. Oh, you bet. Very cool. Well, I, you know, you said you only have 30. Yep. So I'm like, and I'm, you know, bigger, so extra large might fit, but should fit me. I hope it fits me. So I was like, I wonder if I have an extra large. We I better, do. I better come in and put it in order. <laughs> we got it. We got you covered, man. All right. We thank got you. you. Yeah, I got, I got a donation, so. You're all dressed Operation. for the party tonight? Yeah. I mean, how often do you get to break out the Duff beer sweatshirt? So, I mean, <laughs> it's going. I'm wearing it tonight. I'll wear it Saturday night, and then I'm, that'll probably be it for the year. So, yeah, that's the attire. I have a question for you. So, how has your career progressed as far as where you do it from? Like, do you used to do it from the copter, then you did it yep. from here, and now you're doing it from home? Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, right. It started... Well, I mean, they were always flying when I started filling for Don Miller back in the early 90s. And then we had our own helicopter for a while, but that got too expensive. So mm-hmm. then we farmed it out to a, a company that provides that service, and we sort of carpooled. So we had a couple of people in there flying, you know, with uh, uh, with Channel 5 and uh, radio, another radio station sometimes. And then we got to the point where that was too expensive. So we went to a couple of planes. And then even that, you know, it was just like, I mean, literally flying those couple of planes, flying the helicopter was over a million dollars a year. So, I mean, when you're talking about a city like St. Louis, it's like, can you justify, I mean, sponsors help pay some of the bills, but I mean, it's an expensive, you know, undertaking. So, and a TV stations do it too, obviously, but even the planes were 300,000 a year or something like that. So, I mean, it wasn't cheap. And now with the, you know, the technology is so much better, I mean... I, you know, I used to have to, I carried a handheld scanner and a police radio on the helicopter. Now I can, you know, listen to all that stuff on the internet. Yeah. Um, and the cameras are so much more proliferant and the, and the videos, you know, their video now, there used to be still shots. Now you can see video. And with the uh, the GPS and the sensors and the mapping, it, it's really, I mean, you know, the, the thing I always used to worry about back then was I'd be someplace and I might not be back in that same area for a half hour. So I'm sort of guessing for a half mm-hmm. hour what the traffic's like. Well, this is the peak time. It's probably here to here. <laughs> But I, but now, now I can know. just click around. I'm like, now I know. I mean, I, you know, minute to minute, I really have a much better handle yeah. on it. So I feel more confident, you know, giving people the information. Do you miss the old days, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all the different stuff, you know, uh, because, well, part of it was just, you know, when Don, Don was, uh, Don Miller was a police officer for the city of St. Louis. He retired, then he's Didn't like, I'm going to do, a, I'm going to do this traffic gig. So they're like, 
well, just keep your police radio, and when you're up there, if we need you or if you need us, give us a call. So he was like, really, before there was police helicopters in St. Louis, he was it. And then when I took over, I went in to see, I don't remember, I guess he was still Chief Harmon before he was mayor, and I said, you know, and he's like, I want you, to, you can keep the radio if you want. I know you're not a police officer, but you can help us out, and we'll, you know. So I had it, I could call. Well, there was a uh, traffic channel, so, you, you know, that was the one I stayed on. But they broadcast things uh, or rebroadcast things from other municipalities if there's stuff going on. So, I mean, I got in all sorts of, you know, car chases and bank robberies and and catching. I mean, I got a citation from the county police for catching armed robbery suspects that they wouldn't have got if it wouldn't have been for me. And the, really the, cool. the, the, the most the funniest one. I mean, it's never funny when you get something stolen, but the funniest one happened when it was early in the morning and we took off and I heard a call, uh, you know, on the police radio that there was a hostess bread truck stolen from the Schnooks on Granite Natural Bridge at Fairgrounds Park. And those, you know, those truck, the delivery trucks, they're early, early in the morning. So I'm sure they drive up, leave it running, wheel that big cart out with all the bread and, you know, roll it into the store. Well, when he did that, somebody jumped in and took the hostess bread truck. Can't blame him, man. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, well, 6 a.m., there's not a lot of traffic. It's a big truck that says hostess on it. How hard is that going to be defined, you know? <laughs> so I flew around for, I don't even know if it was 15 minutes. I found it in a empty, vacant lot at Grand and Aldine, just sort of the northwest of here. And so I called, got on the radio and called the officer. I said, I'm, I'm over, There's a, the bread truck's here. It's, it's got to be the one they took. You know, <laughs> this is not a delivery spot. And they were there within a matter of, I don't even know if it was a minute. I mean, they were close by. So they roll up, and I'm just circling the truck. And as they're rolling up, I didn't know it, but the guy's still in the truck. So all of a sudden, the back door's open, and he jumps out with two trash bags <laughs> and takes off running down the gangway in between the houses. And by the time he gets to the front stoop, the cops have him on the ground, and they, get, you know, they arrest him and everything. And so, like... A week later, I get this big, like, sled from Hostess <laughs> delivered, to the, <laughs> delivered to the station. Very going, cool. Thanks for recovering our truck. It's like pies and cupcakes and all this yeah. stuff. So, you know, so it was, it was, it's there was all something fun. It's your first night in prison and you're there for stealing a chocodile. <laughs> yeah, right. You got to make up another crime. <laughs> That's currency, man. <laughs> yeah, right there. It you're probably Twinkie was. the kid immediately. <laughs> Did you have any close calls while flying? Um... Well, yeah, I mean, there was uh, a couple times uh, had engines, you know, uh, lose power and had to make an emergency landing. You know, the engine would quit. And one of them, the first time it happened was, now I always had, you know, I, I grew up thinking I was going to be a pilot. So I started flying, you know, black, back in high school. And um, and I always had an issue. It was just weird. I always had an interest in radio and, and flying. So I was dual majoring in college. But I had given up, you know, eventually on thinking I was going to be an airline pilot because there weren't jobs available. Everybody was graduating ahead of me. Nobody was getting a job either. Was a flight instructor or you went into the military. There was just nothing to... So I was like, okay, I'll you know, work on the radio part. But So anyway, when I got this job, it was like a dream come true. But CBS had a policy for good reasons that the, you know, the pilot was not allowed to be the broadcaster. You had to have a, a full-time pilot in there. I, could, I was flying it some of the time because I could, but I mean, legally, we weren't allowed to... I wasn't allowed to be in there by myself. So we're flying along... And it's like November, it's wintertime when it gets dark early. And I have, over the years, I've had a bunch of different pilots. They're moving through, moving on, moving up, you know, whatever. They're working part-time. So the guy that had started flying me had just come from Alaska, and he was he was flying, like, the oil pipeline up there. That's what, So he had no familiarity with St. Louis at all. So it's nighttime, and we're flying along, and we're near the Galleria, and I'm getting ready to go on the air, and the engine quits. And he's like, hey, you know, he goes, we're, you know, we got to land. So I'm like, all right, and uh, he's like, where can we land, you know, and we're right near the gallery. I was like, well, there's Tillis Park right across the highway here. My kids used to play ball. There's a little ball field. You know, there's a catch fence at the, I think it was the northwest corner of the field. I said, there are other approach, you know, you approach it from the, the south side there, and it's okay. And he's like, all right. 
And that, so he goes, you got like 30 seconds. So I did a really quick report before I lost the signal because I got too low, you know. So we flew in there and and made a great landing. I mean, and that's the thing about a helicopter is you don't need a lot of room. But literally, it's a, you know, little league infield. We literally touched down at second base and slid towards home plate. We didn't hit the fence or anything. And it was a really, you know, almost just like stick it on and stop, you know. So we... So we land, and he's just shutting everything off, and these kids come running out. It's like, I don't know, 5.30 at night or something, and they're like, hey, can we have a ride? You know? And we're like, well, no, you can sit in it. I go, can we use a phone? And they're like, oh, sure. You can sit in it. So so we get out, and we climb a fence, and they live, like, right there. And so they've got one of these nice houses over here off Litzinger. So we go in the house. They're like, mom, these guys need to use the phone. And she's like, what did you guys do? And I, she goes, is that a helicopter? And we're like, yeah, we had a problem. And she's like... Yeah, that sounds like a tough end of your day. You guys want to drink? I'm like, sure. So she made us Manhattans, and I called the station and said, we're done for the day. That could not sound more made up. <laughs> right? What? Like, I don't know. I just feel like none of that would happen today. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's it was a di- it was definitely a different time. I mean, radio is different now than it was then. You know, there's lots of— I love of- the stories. Uh, Larry Connors is a friend of mine, although I haven't talked to Larry in a, in a few years. Great guy. Uh, but he would tell stories about he and Julius— and uh, between the six and the ten, they'd go have a couple of drinks and, you know, like uh, real Ron Burgundy stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like our yeah, our news director, John Angelitas Hill, was used to go over to St. Raymond's over here. It was a big hobnobbing place for the whoever's on, at lunch. You know, that was a big, uh, you know, meetup spot. And we used to have, I don't remember what the bar, there was a bar in the one Memorial Drive building back in the day, too. And everybody used to head down there at lunch and right after work and everything. And, yeah. Definitely, you know, definitely not the uh, the Mad Men kind of lifestyle anymore. Our Christmas parties tonight, uh, Captain Roger Brandt stopped in. So you can fly planes and choppers. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I mean, I don't have a license for a helicopter, but once <laughs> I, but I, when I when I took the job, I was like, you know, I want to know how to take off and land in yes, case there's ever important. a problem. And 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 because both the I, two of the guys I flew with, not when I was flying with them, but one of them died in a helicopter crash, and the other one. I had flown with that morning and landed, and two hours after we landed, he died. So I mean, there was I was justified in going. Hey, I want to know how to do it. So I'm. I don't. I mean, I guess I could still do it. I wouldn't want to try it anymore because I haven't been, you know, you know, actively doing it for years. And people always ask me, "Oh, you still flying?" I'm like, "No, it's it's expensive." You know, I don't. Do you have your own helicopter? No. Do you have your own plane? No. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't get up and the money I spend to fly is buying an airline ticket. So that's you know. So I don't. I don't. I don't get to do it anymore. But I mean, I twenty some thousand hours in the air over the years. So I had a lot of time uh, above the city, and it was it was fun. I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm I'm terrified of flying. I almost crashed once in Alaska in a in a big jet, and uh, after that, uh, my former father in law bought me a flying. Uh, lesson, mm-hmm. thinking, well, you know, if you know what's going on, you'll feel better about it. It was over at uh, the one on the east side, and it was just a typical two-seater, you know, uh, plane. Right. And the first thing you do is, you know, is you walk around, you check everything, and these friggin' things are controlled by piano wires. <laughs> and I'm like, I've never been more scared in my life. Are you kidding me? Like, these things could snap so easily. And then we got up there, and uh, first lesson, and he goes, okay, take over. You know, you're flying the plane. Never went back. Yeah, didn't help at all. I, th- I think the I think the one thing t- to me, and I've talked to some people about it that, and especially now, the, some of the planes there's like screens in the front of the plane. But I think the, uh, the pr- some of the problem with people flying, I mean, it, it's probably just like driving. Are you more comfortable behind a wheel or being a passenger? Even though you're, you know, the somebody. So if you're at the controls, you know more what's going on. But I think if they put cameras in 
the nose of the plane so you can see out the front of the plane because you're always like, it's getting cloudy, it's getting dark, we'll be flying into a storm, what's going on? They're not talking to us, you know? If you could see, like, what they're seeing, I think that would take some of the trepidation out of it. That It's just like, oh, it's a nice day, or, you know, here there's a plane going by, or there's, a, there's something up ahead. People, it's like you're looking at a wall, it's like, what's in front of that wall? And that, that creates some, you know, anxieties, I think. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've never, I've, I've had problems, I mean, weather scared me the most. You know, getting into weather, and a couple times we got into weather, and we got lucky that we got out because when you get that vertigo, I mean, it's really hard to believe that you can't, you know, that when you're really, you know, diving toward the ground, you think you're climbing in the air or whatever, that you're, you can get that messed up. It's hard to understand, but when it happens, that's scary. I mean, and oh, I don't know. No part of it. Yeah. yeah. No part of it. Well, thank you for, you for your, uh, Donation, we appreciate that. <laughs> and the cookies, yeah. And the cookies, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I was I didn't know that Roger was going to do that, and I was buying M&Ms for everybody, so it was great. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, things are a little loose around here. I'm eating one of Roger Brand's cookies and my mouth's full of Graham. <laughs> nice. Want to do uh, stairway? Oh sure. What do you want? Uh, let's see. I had, I had some. Oh, I knew I wanted to get into. So, did you guys talk about the uh, the Otani contract at all yesterday? A little bit. Little okay. Bit. So I'm not. I don't want to bore anybody with the details on any of that. And I don't want to make this. This is not a sports thing. Although it's going to jump off of that. So when that deal happened, a couple things predictably happened on Twitter, and of course on my day off, I engaged in all these arguments and debates about this. And it leads me to a like a larger thing about what we feel versus what we're willing to actually look up and find out, right? Mm-hmm. So when this kind of thing happens, the response is instantly, well, see, this is what happens in a capped sport, and the little guy can't compete, and nobody has a chance, and it's not like that in the NFL, and it's not like that in the NBA. And then when you go d- look at it, there is no difference in the competitive fairness of any of the sports. The salary cap has nothing to do with that. It never has. It's simply a way for owners to lock in costs so that they can lock in their profits too. It doesn't really change the competitive nature. And people don't want to believe this because it feels wrong, right? 
They'll say, well, the Dodgers got Otani. Well, the Dodgers have outspent everybody in baseball for 15 years. They've won one World Series, and that was in the short year, 2020. So it's not like that's letting them dominate. The Mets had the highest payroll in the history of baseball last year. They finished where the Cardinals finished. You know, it's it. so I went into this because I've done this for 20 years of tracking this topic ever since salary caps came in in the mid-90s. This has been kind of a myth, and it's not out there. And it leads me to asking the bigger question. Why do people believe things so strongly when they've never taken the time to even look and see if what they believe is justifiable? I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about matters of faith. I am talking about things that you can actually look up and look them up fairly easily. So as an example, with the baseball thing, if you look at the last 10 years, baseball has no cap. The NFL does. And the NBA, the NHL, they all have caps. In the last 10 years, every single baseball team has made the postseason at least once with nine different champions in but 10 that, years. I, I, I'm not pushing back on your theory, but that does sound counterintuitive. Yes, but that's kind of my point. Why do people believe that? Why do we get to the point where we really believe something, even though there's no evidence that points to that? And that's kind of where I wanted to go with this is why is it, why are we like that? Because look, what I'm talking about is not, it isn't taken me 20 years of in-depth research to figure this out. I, I could look it up now and find that in five minutes, in three minutes or whatever. And you look at the percentage of teams that make the play. So baseball also has the smallest number of of teams that actually make the playoffs. Okay. So it's harder to make the playoffs in baseball than it is in football, basketball, hockey. So Rach has told me about how you uh, go at it with people on Twitter. Sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've never seen it because I'm not on Twitter. Always sports, yeah. So when people disagree with you, like on this topic, what's their argument? It's they just they don't even acknowledge the facts that you throw out there. Like I listed all. And by the way, to some people's credit, when I threw that out there, the whole um, yeah, every team has made the playoffs at least once in the last 10 years, despite no salary cap. And then I list what you know, if you look at in the NFL, there's no there's no difference. The cap is not a difference in how these things turn out. Yet we believe it or a lot of people believe it is. I do think some of it is that important voices amplify that idea because they're lazy. So there are people on ESPN, for example, not local, but I mean the national people that will say things like, well, the salary cap gives everybody a chance. I'm like, well, I'm a Lions fan. I've been a fan for 50 years. They've never had a chance until like now. And there've been a cap for 30 years. So the cap hasn't changed. There are always teams that don't have a chance regardless of the system. And it's just interesting how we can convince ourselves that something is is right. They're just bad. Yes, it's bad management, and okay. and and everything is a little bit different, right? So, it, like using this, the, sticking with the sports side of it, if you were to take Peyton Manning, the highest paid player, well, Peyton Manning touches the football every single offensive snap. He has a role in what's happening on every single play that you run on offense. Shohei Otani is going to bat four times. He may come up with men on base. He may not come up with men on base. If he's pitching, he's only going to pitch one out of five games. One out of six sometimes because they lessen his workload because he's a two-way player. So the star players in baseball don't play every minute of every game like a basketball player. Michael Jordan had the basketball every time down the floor. It was going to go through him. It's going to go through LeBron. It's going to go. That's a different. So the structure of the sport leads to how the thing plays out. 
as opposed to Wayne Gretzky when he's playing. He probably played 24 minutes, 25 minutes a game, almost half the game. Well, no baseball player is actually impacting half the game. You're just not going to have the opportunity to do it because of the way the game is set up. And nobody thinks those things. It's always money, 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 money. And the, and I, I'm, I'm always fascinated by how we can be as human beings in an era of information being available instantly in your hand. I mean, you're, it's right here. It's in your hand. It's your phone. But yet we want to believe what we feel rather than what we can actually measure. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Three thirty-six DGS. Uh, this Friday is our live show out at Hardy's Mid Rivers Mall. We're going to bring thirty of our new DGS shirts. These are my favorite shirts we've ever done. Uh, we kind of modified the logo I designed twenty-three years ago, and it's really cool. If you want to see it, go to our Facebook page. You can see the lovely Rachel uh, modeling it there for you. But now there's only twenty-nine shirts because Captain Roger Brand bought the first one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so there you go. We're at sixty-one thousand dollars. We're trying to get to seventy, and uh, with your help on Friday, we can hit it. So. I know there are a few listeners out there that that bring $100 checks, 500 One sweet lady always brings 1000 If you have a business, if you know you're going to make uh, a tax-deductible donation to someone, uh, make it us because it doesn't get any more direct than food on the table for St. Louisans who aren't going to have it this holiday season. Uh, Dave Murray joins us. Hello, Dave. Hi there. How are things with you? All is well. Are you – want some really good information – Yes. Yeah. All right. The winter solstice is not till the 21st, mm-hmm. but we are now in the earliest sunsets of the year. So we got that going for us. Which is good news because it's only yes. going to get better from here. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, now the sunrise is still clicking away. That's getting a little bit later. But because of the shape of the earth and clocks and, and orbit around the sun and sure. all that stuff, things are thrown off just a little bit. And that's why we're in the earliest sunsets now. Shape of the earth has screwed me so many times in my oh life. My gosh. <laughs> It'd be better if it was a square. It's not a perfect sphere, though, right, Dave? That's right. Yeah, I've always kind of said it's, it's more like an egg than a circle. Yeah. Interesting. Hard boiled. The shell started to crack off. Uh, the center might be a little sunny side, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, I had a joke uh, about Wheeler's head, but then I was afraid of him, so I didn't say it. <laughs> what? So I just let it go. The whole sphere egghead oh, thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. I, mean, I had it dialed up, and I'm like, I don't know. He's you know, tougher the, than the, me. The dome <laughs> size is like pretty normal, but I think I have a five head instead of a four head. No, I don't think it's so. Pretty large. No, I you think, think you're it's okay. normal. All right. Yeah. All right. 
Yeah, hey, I, I'm not going to feel you, real bad for you. You've never relaxed on making fun of the size of my head. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Do you that, have a, Dave, you have a melon? Go-to. I don't know. He thinks I have a big head. Yeah, really early on, I said that Dave's head is so big, it looks like it's going to open up like a cello case and another head's going to come out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. That's when we became friends. He's like, okay, yeah, right. MFR, okay. Gloves okay. <laughs> uh, off. Yeah, gloves off. He's, he's gotten me back many times. Uh, so how are we looking for the rest of the week? Uh, you know, very quiet. There, there really is not much going on anywhere in the nation. The atmosphere has been very active to our north and to our southeast and up the east coast. We have not been active, but the atmosphere has been active. And, and it's just taking a break. It's kind of recharging. We do have a very weak, cool front coming by later on tonight. It's a dry front. We'll shift winds to the northwest. That's really all it does. Bring some clouds in. So basically cloudy tonight. Clouds in the morning, more and more sun in the afternoon. A little chilly, 48, 28 Wednesday night. Lots of sunshine Thursday, 52. And Friday, partly to mostly cloudy and 52 degrees. Might be a couple of sprinkles around Friday night and into Saturday, but I'm not excited about it. There, there's no big warmth, no big cold, mm-hmm. no big storms in sight. Yeah. Fine, fine. Yeah. Headlines, right? Brought to you by Schnooks. Reward yourself daily with the Schnooks Rewards app. All right. Uh Dominating delivery orders in 2023. Grubhub has compiled data to share the most ordered items of this year and pickles and diet coke were the most ordered items pickles yes there were over Hmm. 6.9 million orders for pickles on grubhub in 2023 and diet coke is still the biggest in-office beverage order so if we're doing an office order here at odyssey odds are you're going to get a lot Hmm. more diet coke orders than anything else french fries were the most ordered side dish of the year over 10 million coffee orders were made after 5 p.m. Mm. And pineapple on pizza saw an increase since 2022. Let's go. Who's drinking mm-hmm. coffee after 5? Yeah. Partiers. Who, I don't get it. Who's eating pineapple on pizza? I like pineapple on pizza. That's it's a so Hawaiian good. pizza. It's mm-hmm. good. Some bacon, too. Yum. You know what's really yeah. good is the barbecue chicken with bacon and pineapple. Oh, that sounds mm, good. Mm, Barbecue mm. sauce is the base. <laughs> a little sweet and savory action going. It's awesome. I think Dr. Uh, Captain Roger Brand roofied me with this Costco cookies. <laughs> I'm feeling weird. <laughs> I, should yeah. go, I should go home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, 2023 was a big year, and you can tell by what people searched for on Google. They released their list of the top searches of 2023. The top movie searches were, does anyone want to take a guess? There's two of them. Barbie. Barbie. And. Oppenheimer. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. The most searched person of the year was Buffalo Bill star Damar Hamlin. Hmm. Ah, I can't believe that was earlier this year that all of that went down. Feels like it was a long time ago. Globally, the Israel-Hamas war was the top search. You can check out the whole list at trends.google.com if you are curious. There's a $200 million super yacht for sale. Oh, let's go in on it. Yeah. It's called Here Comes the Sun. It's an homage to the Beatles, obviously. Uh, And it's $200 million. It has a generous layout with five spacious guest cabins on the main deck rather than on the lower deck where they are usually located. Um, It's 42 meters in length and offers more than 300 square meters of deck area. Here's what's weird. If any one of us even visited that yacht, it would be, we'd tell that story the rest of our lives. Yes. If yes. Jeff Bezos has a $500 million yacht, if he 
had to sail that one because his was getting a transmission overhaul, he'd be like, this thing's crap. <laughs> it is pretty wild. Isn't to that think crazy? About. Yeah. That a $200 million yacht would be beneath you. That's nuts that people live that way. It has a swimming pool, a solarium, and a helipad. How many crew members? Doesn't say, but it's uh, on sale for the bargain price price of one hundred ninety five million dollars. Oh, so not quite two hundred million. You're getting that five million off. So you know, because a five million dollar boat wouldn't mm-hmm. get it done. Yeah, right, right. It's the most dangerous time of the year. December 5th through the 15th are the most dangerous driving days this holiday season. And according to the National Road Safety Foundation, a lot of factors are at play uh, that make roads and highways in the U.S. dangerous. There's a spike in fatal crashes, uh, and a big reason is impairment. So people are out Mm. going to their work Christmas party Mm -hmm. and family Christmas parties, and they're having too much to drink. The other factor this time of year is speeding. That accounts for about 25% of all fatal crashes in these months. Hey, it was this time last year when my car got smashed. It It was. was. It was the day of the Christmas party. (laughs) If that happens today, boy, I'm going to lose it. But that guy wasn't impaired. He was just stupid. No, he was just from a small town. (laughs) He's like, I don't like driving in the city. He was was only like 21, too. He was a young dude. He was nice. He admitted it was his fault right away. So we talked about Tucker Carlson during headlines yesterday. Let's talk about him again. He was asked what it would take for him to enter the presidential race, and he said, God would have to yell at me very loud. He says he detests politics, despite that being, you know, what makes up his entire career. (laughs) But he does not want to get involved in presidential politics and says he is not going to run as vice president with Donald Trump. Nothing that uh, this is something I've learned since I've been politically engaged. Not one thing that any of these people say about this matters. You know, yeah. like they'll go and meet the press and, oh, I'm, I'm the governor of Manhattan. You know, it's like it, it doesn't matter. Nothing they say matters because if they're given the chance, if Tucker Carlson is asked to be the vice president, he's going to do it. I I, I still can't get past that we're at a moment in time where we're asking a serious conversation. We're asking a TV dude, are you going to, you want to be president? Well, he's got to be the vice president to the other TV. And we dude. got, and we, we got people yeah, asking right. like, you think the rock might run? Why, why would the rock yeah, run for president? Yeah, Wheels. That's such a great point. The whole thing where people are like, I really want him to run or it's Oprah like, or whatever. Why? Like what are their policy positions that you're excited about exactly? Because I've never heard the rock talk about politics for one. No, second. not once. You Not just once. think he's like a handsome guy, and you're like, I would love it if he were my president. Like, I just don't mm. understand. We're in this weird time where we're like asking people with no background or experience in administrating any kind of large uh, organization, and like, hey, would you like to be the most important person in the world? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you run? Aren't you? Don't you want to be that? Now, this is not a knock on Donald Trump, the person, but if you went back. Like before idiocracy and did idiocracy and you had Donald Trump be the president or the rock, it would be hilarious. <laughs> and now it's reality. Yeah. We would uh, we just wouldn't have even believed that 20 years ago. And again, it's not that that those people have never been able to do those things, but there's always kind of a process like Ronald Reagan didn't just run from doing Westerns to being the president. You know, I mean, like. There was a process. He went and he covered a big state for a little while in there, too. I mean, at some point, don't you have to show you can do that before you get to do it at the highest level in the world? Mm, I think the mm. answer is no. Yeah. yeah. Not anymore. I think we've answered. I That's kind of the point. Yeah, not anymore. 
Kid Rock is ending his Bud Light boycott. I know we were all waiting. This guy. We were all holding our breath. <laughs> they were we serving it at again. his bar in Nashville two days later. I wish I could do a Kid Rock boycott. He just gets on my you-know-what nerve. Yeah. Like, didn't he? He grew up qu- quite wealthy. Yeah. And then he just decided to take on a persona. I'm just a well. Dirt, he's had a lot of personas, here. Dave. I mean, like he he grew up in the suburbs of Detroit, and he was from a nice area, from Romeo, Michigan. He was not from the city. He wasn't from a poor part of town. His family had some money. That's I don't think they were like super rich, but they had money. They were fine. And then he wanted to be a rapper, so he did that for a long time. And then he's like, "Well, I suck at rapping, and my buddy Eminem's better at it than me. I guess I better find something else." So then he does the metal and rap thing, which actually worked for him because his records were super successful. And then people stopped liking that, so he was like, "Well, guess I'm going to start ripping off Southern rock." And I mean, he just—he is what he needs to be at any moment to further his career. I guess good for him. I'm no again professionally wonderful, but. There's like he, but he plays this role that he's something that he's not all the time. Yeah, yeah. One more story here: Hasbro cuts roughly twenty percent of its workforce over soft holiday sales. This is really sad. They're cutting eleven hundred jobs uh, as they're facing not so great sales this holiday season. What real question? What do they still do? Uh, it's, <laughs> Make toys. Yeah, it's toys, right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I always think of them like. Uh, Board games. Do people play board games anymore? Yeah. Yeah. People like board games. Do they really? Yeah. I was just at a Christmas get together last night and they were giving out board games. Well, good for Betty. I know. I've got an anecdote. (laughs) (laughs) Bragging about the fact that I went to a Christmas party. Uh, Here's a little advice never play a board game with me. Really? You competitive about it? I can imagine that uh, that would be a little unpleasant. I had a girl break up with me once after playing uh, Trivial Pursuit with her family. Yeah. She was just like, I think I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> you have shown a side of yourself that I do not like. It's funny because like <laughs> that's how I am in almost every other way, but when I play games, I couldn't care less. Really? Yes. That's shocking. To I me. know it's super weird. It's, it's everybody in the family thinks it's weird too. But like <laughs> they're like, You wanna play? I'm like, mm, all right. And I play and I just don't pay attention or I'm on my phone <laughs> and they're like, No, you gotta play. But like if it's sports, um yeah, we're throwing elbows and all that stuff. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. All righty. About a minute left, and we'll go to Doug from St. Charles. Doug, one minute. It's all yours. Go ahead. Hey, you was talking about why would people vote for someone like The Rock or Oprah. You know, I think it comes down to people being sick and tired of politicians being politicians, politicians not getting the job done. And for me, it would be voting against them just to show them I'm sick and tired of them. It's a fair point. I'll go with uh, what what Hancock and Kelly say to us all the time. The reason we are where we are is because nobody participates in primaries. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know how to change that. I, I, I vote I vote regularly, and, and I wish there was a way to, to change it. But, yeah. you know, I'm just so sick and tired of Republicans, or not Republicans, politicians not getting the job done. They're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Amen. I think uh, a lot of it is that uh, the incentives have changed. You know, you, yeah, you could do right. fine being a politician 30, 40, 50 years ago, but uh, now it's, you're almost uh, guaranteed to be a millionaire. Yeah. Well, that that's a really good point. I mean, and again, a lot of it is on us for not demanding that there are rules and that we put people in place that will implement those rules. We let them 
make the rules for themselves once they get in there. Well, and what did, do you think they're going to do? We did a goofy segment a couple hours ago. Would you sell your dog for $200,000? Right. Well, let's say that you're in Congress and now you're making a couple hundred grand a year and you're looking at a lifetime pension, uh, same amount of money, and you're inside trading stocks legally. And someone comes to you and asks you to bend your values a little bit. What would it be worth to you? Well, obviously, it's worth a lot. Yeah. Because people do it all the time. Yeah. He's right, though. That's why it's happening. Of course. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.